Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to the Daily Daf Differently. I am Gail Diamond, and today we are studying Daf Kuf Tet Zion, that is page 116 in Pesachim. On this page, we get into a discussion that was begun in the Mishnah, and the discussion is about the question of whether haroset is a mitzvah. Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi the son of Rabbi Tzadok, had said that haroset is a mitzvah, but if it's a mitzvah, what is it about? Why do we do it? Rabbi Levi tells us it is zecher letapuach, while Rabbi Yochanan says it is zecher latit. That is, one says it is in memory of apples, while the other says it is in memory of the mortar that was used with the bricks. Ruth Fagan, in her commentary in the book Life Cycles on Themes of Exodus, discusses horoset, oppression, and redemption. She says that on this page, two explanations are given, as we mentioned, for the requirement to eat haroset on Passover. The more famous offered by Rabbi Yochanan is Zechalatit, in memory of the clay. Here she says haroset is a sign of our oppression, reminds us of the mortar used by the slaves to build bricks in Egypt. She goes on to discuss Rabbi Levi's interpretation, saying, Rabbi Levi, however, suggests that Horoset is zecher letapuach, in memory of the apple tree. While this response explains the common Ashkenazic custom of using apples for Horoset, its meaning is not at all clear. In his commentary on this passage, Rashi explains that the Israelite women gave birth to their children outside under apple trees to prevent the Egyptians from realizing that they were in labor and killing their male infants. Rashi supports this story by quoting from the Song of Songs, Under the apple tree I roused you, it was there your mother conceived you, there she who bore you conceived you. The Hebrew word oraticha in this verse, Song of Songs 8.5, according to Fagan, is understood by Rashi to mean under the apple tree I brought you forth, I gave birth to you. Thus she says the Horoset is a sign of the bravery of Israelite women who left their homes to give birth in open fields where miraculously they experienced no struggle or pain. Rashi, in his quoting this uh, passage, in his quoting Song of Songs, is basing himself on a midrash on this verse that is found in Masachet Sota, um, Daf Yud Aleph Amud Bet, uh, 11b in Sota, a whole long section of midrash that talks about how by the merit of righteous women who were in that generation, Israel was redeemed from Egypt. So this important discussion is found on uh, Daf 116, and it's a great discussion to bring to your Seder, um, to let people have maybe a further discussion about the meaning and importance of Haroset, and to realize that although Haroset is not currently considered mitzvah, we do not hold by the position of Rabbi Elazar Barabitzadok, 
But uh, despite that, Haros it is as old as the Mishnah itself, and the discussion of what it, uh, what it represents is as old as the Gemara. And the fact that we have Haros at our, at our Seder table is a chance, as, as Fagan suggests, not only to talk about oppression, but to also talk about redemption and the role of Israelite women in bringing about redemption. Now, this daf goes on with many other important points, including the entire text of Manishtana. And as we see, the entire text of the four questions has a different question than we do. It does not have our question about reclining, but rather it has a question about roasted meat. And this is because reclining in the time of the Mishnah and the Talmud was not an unusual practice. Um, the dinner at which people reclined, the Seder meal, was something that was done in that culture at that time. People, people reclined for meals. So to ask a question, why is this night different? Why are we reclining? Reclining was certainly what upper class people did to eat. Therefore, um, later on, when reclining did not become the custom, uh, then it was substituted a question for reclining. And we do not ask questions about roasting meat and so forth because we do not eat sacrifices um, like they did in the original satyrs at the time of the temple. There's a very long Mishnah here on this daf, and it basically goes through much of the Seder as we know it, including Rabban Gamliel saying that if we don't mention Pesach, Matzah, and Maror, we have not fulfilled our obligations, including the section that says in each generation, every person has to see themselves as if they personally were redeemed from Egypt. And finally, asking the question, how far into Hallel should we get uh, before the meal? As you may know, and as we'll be discussing further, Halal is recited at the Pesach Seder, and it's clear from the Gemara here, which talks about the positions of Hillel and Shammai, um, sorry, it's clear from the Mishnah here, which talks about the positions of Hillel and Shammai, that in the time of the Mishnah, Halal as a unit was known. So when they ask the question, how far should we go, um, Shammai says that we should go to the end of Psalm 113, to the line, Eim Habanim Smecha which uh, for us is also followed by hallelujah. Hillel says we should go to the end of Psalm 114 that ends, Now we might say, what's the difference if we recite just Psalm 113 before the meal or we go into Psalm 114? But Psalm, Psalm 114 is clearly a central part of the Seder, starting out as it does, Betzeit Yisrael Mimitzrayim. So we want to get to the meal, it seems to me, in Hillel's view, we want to get to the meal with that sense of Yitziat Mitzrayim with us. Although Psalm 113 certainly celebrates God's redemptive power, it does not so clearly pinpoint the experience of Israel going out of Egypt. And what we get by taking Hillel's position and going to the end of Psalm 114, is we get Betzeit Yisrael Mitzrayim being the last thing before we make our blessings on the meal, focusing on our, ourselves on that moment of redemption. At the same time, they also ask the question, there's a machloket here between Rabbi Tarfon and Rabbi Akiva, how should we conclude that second cup blessing, which is also right before the meal. And here, Rabbi Tarfon's position has us blessing on the redemption of the past from Egypt, but for Rabbi Akiva, that's not good enough. Rabbi Akiva wants us to also think about the redemption that we want to happen in the future. He wants to get us out of exile, as it were, before the meal, and that the redemption from Egypt should be symbolic for us also of future redemption. And it's at that place that Rabbi Akiva says we bless and we we will now eat matzah and maror.
I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.